Welcome to Season 2 of the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. Each episode is geared towards recruiting, supporting, and retaining past, current, and future professional, family, and consumer sciences educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate families and careers with you. Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Scully. Happy CTE Month. You guys keep up the great work in recruiting and preparing for your future students and your programs. Keep up the great work. Today's episode is the third episode in a four-part series on the National Partnership in Recruiting, Preparing, and Supporting FCS Educators. I'm really excited to bring on the show Susan Turgeson and Jane Walker. Susan has been a member of the faculty at University of Wisconsin Stevens Point since 2012. She completed a doctoral program in educational leadership in 2015 and is currently an associate professor in the School of Health Sciences and Wellness. She primarily works with pre-professional family and consumer sciences students and graduate level students. Susan is actively involved in her professional organization and serves in various leadership roles at the state and national level. Throughout the year, she conducts keynote addresses, breakout sessions, and trainings at conferences throughout the United States. She is currently engaged in a collaborative project related to teacher education standards. Dr. Jane Walker, Professor of Family Consumer Sciences, was installed to serve a three-year term on the AAFCS, also known as the American Association of Family Consumer Sciences Board of Directors. Dr. Walker, who is also past president of the North Carolina Association of Family Consumer Sciences, has had a career-long research interest in leadership. She has led numerous funded research projects on the subject and regularly makes presentations and publishes research-based articles about leadership. Dr. Walker has served as chair of numerous professional committees, both for the University of North Carolina and professional associations during her career, and is the editor of three textbooks. Dr. Walker received her PhD in textile product marketing from the University of North Carolina in Greensboro. Wow, what a jam-packed episode this is going to be. So be sure to have your notepad ready because you are going to get a lot of great information and I'm really excited for you to tune in. Hi, Susan and Jane. I'm so glad to have you joining me today on the Connect FCS Ed podcast. Excited to be back with you, Barbara. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Great. Well, so you guys, so going into our conversation. Before we get into the meat of it, I would love to ask you a fun little icebreaker question. That is, you two are seasoned FCS educators. I would love to hear what you guys like to do for fun when you're not educating. Well, I'll start first. I am retired, and so I'm doing lots of fun things that I never had time to do when I was a professor. So I have recently taken up a card game called Bridge, and I play that. I also play pickleball. I've learned to knit, 
And I'm in a couple of um, reading groups, book clubs that I didn't have time to be a part of before I retired. So I'm having lots of fun. Well, that's great. And Susan? I love it, Jane. We have some similar interests. I love to read. So anytime I can, I have a pile of books that I'm, I'm waiting to get to. Um, but quite honestly, a lot of the things that I like to do for fun are part of my work. That's the beauty of family and consumer sciences is how my recreational and professional activities have intersected. <laughs> um, I love to bake. I love to sew. Um, but I love gardening and I'm looking forward to summer and getting to some baseball games. Oh, that sounds like lots of fun. I, I enjoy gardening myself. There's just something about getting your hands in the dirt that is so therapeutic and it just grounds you. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love to get just a little bit more information on the two of you. Now, Susan, welcome back. You were on episode 44, FCS Educator at University of Wisconsin. So I'm so grateful to have you joining me again. And Jane, can you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am a retired professor from North Carolina A&T State University, which is in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I served as a uh, worked my way through the various ranks um, from instructor through full professor. I taught for over 31 years um, and spent the last three years of my career as interim department chair in the Department of Family and Consumer Sciences. Oh, very good. And Susan, would you like to do another welcome introduction again? Sure. Uh, I'm currently an associate professor of family and consumer sciences at the University of Wisconsin Stevens Point. That's my 10th year um, in this role as a teacher educator for family and consumer sciences. Um, prior to being at Stevens Point, I taught at a high school level for 12 years and at the middle school for a year and did lots of family and consumer sciences related positions 10 years prior to that. Um, but loving my role as a teacher educator. Uh, yes. Things to look forward to for as yeah, I know there are family consumer sciences educators all around the nation as well as globally, but we are, you know, we start out in one position, either middle school and high school, and somehow through ambitions or opportunities, it leads us to other places within family and consumer sciences education. Now, today's episode is on the National Partnership for Recruiting, Preparing, and Supporting FCS Educators. So I would love to hear, how do you prepare FCS educators? Because you both have had such dynamic roles in higher education. Well, I guess one of the things I... I would say is, can you ever really prepare someone <laughs> for a role in family and consumer sciences? Um, it is such a varied discipline and it is constantly evolving, um, but we do the best we can to give students lots of opportunities, um, helping them understand the family and consumer sciences body of knowledge is really the first piece of that is, is understanding that no matter what your role in family and consumer sciences might be, we're all connected through that body of knowledge. Understanding that our goal is to help meet basic human needs. And as we work with individuals, 
families and communities across the lifespan. Um, so just helping um, prepare individuals to understand that they have lots of opportunities in the field, I think is a, a big part of our role. And then giving them um, content experience and connecting them with other professionals, doing that networking um, is so key. Um, we really count on our cooperating teachers and clinical experiences to give students more of that hands-on application. So the things that they're learning in their courses, they actually get to see in action and apply. And we try to do that in the very first semester that students are with us so that they really have an understanding of, of what family and consumer sciences is all about. Um, we are really looking forward to having our students attend conferences. We're excited to be in person once again. Um, we've enjoyed virtual opportunities, but there's nothing like being in person and and meeting. Um, so in Wisconsin, our state affiliate uh, has our meeting at the beginning of March. And so students are, are helping to present. They're introducing speakers, again, connecting in, in lots of ways. Uh, but with our, our 16 content areas in family and consumer sciences, we try to give students a little bit of everything so that they have a, a solid foundation. But then knowing that and that preparation will continue well beyond the university um, and helping them um, find those professional development opportunities like our, the American Association of Family and Consumer Sciences or accessing the vast webinar library that we have available to us through fcsed.net. And Jane, what about for you? How, how did you prepare FCS educators? My primary area of expertise is fashion merchandising and design, which is one of the um, core content areas within family and consumer sciences. So students who were in the teacher preparation program at our university would take a couple of courses that we offered, um, including a textile science course. And so my role as a professor was to prepare them for the um, praxis that they would take with the content that they needed to know in textiles in particular. Once I became um, department chair, then I helped the various faculty members understand what they were supposed to do to help prepare students for careers they would have in family and consumer sciences. And Susan mentioned the body of knowledge. So that becomes the foundation or the umbrella for all the preparation that we did for students. Well, you just, you lead into a very, I think is a crucial question that needs to be answered because there are people who are not with, who are not knowledgeable when it comes to family and consumer sciences and what is family and consumer sciences? And you're just, you're mentioning the body of knowledge. Could either of you just kind of briefly explain a little bit what the body of knowledge is for those who are listening who, who don't know? Body of knowledge is the, the theory and the understandings that we have that bring all of our family and consumer sciences professions together, which again is meeting basic human needs. So when we look at the, the graphic that we have, um, we've got the circle in the middle with basic human needs. And then we surround that with the other uh, content um, that's um, affecting 
uh, the work that we do. And so when we look at globalization and well-being and research and the other aspects that we need to consider and how those all are working together, again, across the lifespan. Um, there's so many great articles and there's also some great webinars that I would suggest for people to take some time to learn a little bit more about the body of knowledge if it's not something that they're familiar with. Oh, that's fantastic. Where where do you think people could tune in in these webinars? Uh, FCSed.net okay. has got a couple of the body of knowledge webinars, and I use them in my introductory level course at the university. That's one of the first things that students do uh, is to watch one of the webinars to, again, get some understanding of the history of the profession and to see what those cross-cutting themes are that really tie us all together. And again, with 16 content areas, how do they all connect? What is it that is the thread that holds them all together. Oh, that's great. Well, I think I'll be pivoting over to FCS EdNet <laughs> and, and watch a few of those because I think that's important for all of our foundations when it comes to learning. Um, and you mentioned like the 16 contents. Do you think you can ramble off just a couple of them? We have career and family connections, early childhood, textiles, housing, hospitality, food and nutrition, um, parenting, human relations. Uh, Personal and family finance. Yes, thank you, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my, my uh, teacher hat on this morning. No, I get it. No, no, that's great because I think those are all things that within those 16 content areas, they they go deeper within that. That's just an overview. So I, and I, I know that. So that's, that's great. Thank you for sharing just a little bit more on that. Cause yeah, there are people who, who do listen and are intrigued on these topics and maybe they don't know. And, and I swear as a teacher educator, the education field has more acronyms than anywhere in any business format. <laughs> Barbara, I'll agree with you that so many people don't understand the breadth of family and consumer sciences. And, and again, that's one of the things when students come to us, whether they're coming in as a traditional undergraduate student or they might be a returning non-traditional student um, seeking teacher licensure, it's always a big eye-opener that I had no idea that there was so much to this field. And typically once individuals discover that, it's like, wow, how did I not know this before? And they get so excited about being part of a profession that reaches and touches so many different aspects of our lives. Exactly. Well, being on the topic of the National Partnership, I'm kind of curious, what is the National Partnership Course Bank and how does it work? Well, let me start by saying a little bit about what the National Partnership is. It is a group of over 14 family and consumer sciences professional organizations and partners that have agreed to work together to meet the goals of a grant that was funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agricultural Higher Education Challenge Grants Programs plus some matching funding from AAFCS, which is the American Association of Family and Consumer Sciences, and FCCLA, which is Family, Career, and Community Leaders of America, 
and a university, um, SUNY Oneida University. So the National Partnership um, has these group, this group of professional organizations, and the goals were to create a National Leadership Academy and self-sustaining models to holistically address the need to increase the number of qualified FCS educators for the workforce. And the main objectives really were to produce and or distribute resources to support FCS educators and to recruit and prepare those educators. Another goal was to promote FCS workforce opportunities to a wide audience for recruitment of diverse candidates into the field and to share faculty courses and students on the national level. So there is a national need for increasing the number of family and consumer sciences educators for the workplace. And the national partnership really facilitates collaborative relationships with educational institutions to provide online courses which is what the course bank or the course repository is all about. And so people who want to teach either high school, middle school, or FCS content areas, which would include cooperative extension, have access to this repository, uh, which is a listing of courses that meet the FCS standards. So this repository is located at fcsed.net, which Susan mentioned before, and it provides a list of the courses that meet licensure requirements for FCS educators. It's interesting, but there are 11 states that no longer offer the licensure courses that are needed for FCS educators. And so for a student who is in a state that doesn't offer these courses, this is a wonderful opportunity for them to be able to find out where courses are offered and take a course that would help them gain licensure. So when it comes to the course repository, the course bank, can you go into a little bit more information on about these courses? Yes, I'd be happy to. All courses that are listed on the fcsed.net website have been vetted. And by that, I mean any course listed on the website has been reviewed by a committee of FCS educators. Any course on the website meets one or more FCS education standard. And the FCS education standard it meets will be listed so that students will be able to go to fcsed.net, look at the course they may be interested in, and determine what standard that course meets or what group of standards that course meets. So the courses in the repository are organized by content areas. And I think Susan mentioned content areas before, but a student who's looking for a course, for example, in um, education and curriculum development will be able to find that course and look to see what standard that course meets. The other beauty of the website is that, and of the courses, are that they don't have prerequisites. So a student who's interested in taking one of these courses will not have a list of prerequisites to meet. And these courses are both undergraduate and graduate courses. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for just explaining a little bit more on each of these courses. I think it's a, I think it's very important. So are there any scholarship opportunities available for future FCS educators? Absolutely. We have a number of scholarships available to help support individuals who are seeking family and consumer sciences degrees, whether that's undergraduate or graduate level. Again, on the fcsed.net website, there is a place to access some of those scholarship resources, and we absolutely encourage individuals um, who have scholarships to add their information so that we can have, again, kind of that one-stop shop. It, it takes a lot of effort to be checking all these individual sources. And again, we do have a number of them, whether they're local, regional, or national scholarships. Um, so the partners uh, for the Alliance for Family and Consumer Sciences provide resources and scholarships. And again, we would encourage people to go to the website and check out those scholarship resources. Um, it's great to have some financial support for the work that we do in addition to that moral support that we need. Absolutely. Now, I'm kind of curious, are there scholar, do you think there's scholarship of, scholarships available for those educators who are wanting to become possible doctoral candidates? Absolutely. Um, so for every level um, of of your professional um, advancement, again, undergraduate, graduate, and, and doctoral work, definitely be applying for those scholarships. And my experience, again, I work with a lot of students, is that we often have more scholarships available than we have applicants. In, I'll say the old days, I think scholarships were much more onerous and, and took a lot of time and required so much effort for not necessarily a very big return on, on investment of that time. Um, most of the scholarships, the applications are really simplified and we want people to be applying for those so that we can be supporting them. So please, please get your name um, in and onto those applications, I always say you can't win if you don't play. <laughs> that so. is so true. You can't win if you can't play. Well, that just has me, it has me interested in, well, how about those career switchers? You just, you just bring up a, another thing going, gosh, I was a career switcher. I found, you know, it's happenstance that I found family and consumer sciences education at the age of 35, 36. And it just opened my eyes to this whole new world, which, you know, five years later, here, here I am. Um, but how about for those career switchers who they have to get their degree in family and consumer sciences education? Do you think there's any scholarships available to offset those, those career switchers later on in life? Absolutely. Um, I was a career switcher myself. I went back to school at the age of 29 for my undergraduate degree. Um, so some uh, career switchers um, may be doing that with an undergraduate degree. Some people may be doing that with a graduate level degree. Um, but there are lots of ways in. And so again, as you look at um, the course repository that we have on fcsed.net, there are both undergraduate level courses and graduate level courses um, to, to fit the needs of whatever that program might be requiring. Each state uh, has different requirements for how to become a licensed educator. 
And so it's very important that individuals really look at what their state requirements are and if the, the courses available will meet that. Um, having worked with a, a number of students from a variety of states, uh, sometimes people need to do a complete program. Sometimes it's a certain number of courses or types of coursework that they need. Um, but we, wherever they're seeking their degree, um, working with their advisor and their state the Department of Education or um, Department of Public Instruction, whatever it may be called, um, to again, have those conversations and communicate so that we're sure that we're achieving the goals that they have um, set forth. But um, again, whether someone has a degree, has an associate's degree, has a bachelor's degree, or even already has a master's degree, um, there's lots of ways that we can help you become a licensed family and consumer sciences educator. Well, there you go. There you have it. Listeners, if you are looking to expand your own knowledge and wanting to go into family and consumer sciences education, you've got many doors available for you. Um, so my last question that just randomly popped into my head is that how did you both start working within the National Partnership for Recruiting, Preparing, and Supporting FCS educators? I started by working as the director of affiliates, which is a part of the association, the American Association of Family and Consumer Sciences. Each state has an affiliate or a state organization. And so I served on the board with AAFCS and I helped the state um, presidents in their roles as state president. And through that, I, I came to know some of the people that were involved in getting this grant together. And that led to them asking me if I would serve as a consultant for the grant. And so that's how I became involved. And Susan, how about for you? Um, my involvement probably started as I was president of the National Association of Teacher Educators for Family and Consumer Sciences at the time. Um, that group has not merged with LEAD FCS Education um, so that we can strengthen our work and advocate um, on another level. Uh, getting to know a variety of individuals within the field in the time that I served in the various organizations, uh, again, we collaborate and work together and family and consumer sciences really is just a big family. So knowing some of the, the players um, and um, it involving our organization in some of the work as we are thinking about, again, that course repository and having it aligned with our teacher education standards. That was part of the work that I had been involved in. Having been active with the American Association of Family and Consumer Sciences, I serve as the liaison to lead FCS education on the FCS Alliance. Um, so you can, you hear a lot of acronyms and organizations, but again, that's why it's called the National Partnership to bring these groups together so that we really are working towards a common goal and putting our efforts and collaborating doing that rather than working in isolation or duplicating efforts and maybe not 
getting as far. Um, we're so proud of what the national partnership has achieved so far in, in really a very short amount of time and despite a pandemic. <laughs> uh, so I can I, I have can only imagine where we're going to be um, in just a few more years and the the products and promotional pieces that have been developed, again, the courts repository, um, and really having this website as that one-stop shop for people um, to find and access the resources that they need. Absolutely. Well, I think that is a perfect way to end this episode where... Yes, if you are at all interested in learning more, please go to the National Partnership for Recruiting, Preparing, and Supporting FCS Educators. That website, again, is fcsedd.net, where you can find promotions, products, education, anything that falls under recruiting, preparing, and supporting. And on a personal note, that is how I found the GP Ideas platform, which led me to getting my master's degree through my state here in Washington through Central Washington University. It was through that website, that's how I found my calling in becoming a certified FCS educator. So there are opportunities available for for anybody who find their door. So thank you so much, ladies, for joining me. And let's continue leading student success with FCS. We're better together. Barbara Scully from the Connect FCS Ed podcast presents a fresh take on recruitment and support for today's modern home economics educators in the family and consumer sciences, FCS Classroom, sharing insightful stories, strategies, and resources in a fun and sustainable and practical way. Each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. From community engagement, leadership, classroom management, to lessons and more, each episode brings a different perspective, offering expert professional development, interviews from a collaborative worldwide FCS community, with the hope that it will inspire and empower you to make informed decisions. Together, we are better at leading the way to student success with FCS.